WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Time right now, 821. A good morning to you from WGNS. We're going to be joined by the Rutherford County Library System representatives in just a minute. Carol Gaddis will be on the air with us from the Limeball Library in just a minute. So make sure you stay with us. That comes your way in just a second. Some of the news stories we are working on today, and you can find them on our website. Well, yesterday, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation's Statistical Analysis Center released its annual report that details the volume and nature of crimes directed toward law enforcement officers across the state. Findings in the report are then put into a publication and sent out to media and other law enforcement agencies in other states for comparison. We do have that list on our website, and overall, the total number of incidents involving officers killed or assaulted in the line of duty increased by almost 10% when comparing 2020 to 2021. The total number of incidents reported last year rose from 2,354 in 2020 to 2,586 in 2021. You can find that news story and several other headline news stories all on our website at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.23. Carol Gaddis, who is with the Limeball Library under the Rutherford County Library System, now joins us live in studio. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm running late, but I'm here. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all that matters is that you're here. <laughs> So back to school. Everybody is now back in class. We've had a full week behind us working on the second. Mm-hmm. What does that look like in the library system? Well, for us, August back to school is kind of a, a quiet time getting ready for September programming and letting people get back into their routines. But it also is a time that we remind parents, especially that the library has the resources you need for your children for uh, getting back into school and also homework help. And so we try to encourage people to look at our online resources and to remind them of all the library has to offer. We have tutoring space that children and tutors can use after school. We also have a lot of homeschool groups that come to the library and use our services. But also one of the things that we've reminded parents, uh, especially with the Murfreesboro City Schools this year, We sent out a note just recently to remind them that we've gone fine free. And so checking out books for your children to get reports done and things, they don't have to worry about um, overdue fines. Just check them out, bring them back, and we waive those fines. That makes it a lot easier. Now, for students out there, let's say the parents work, you know, and they don't get home till 5, 6 o'clock at night but yet those students maybe in high school need help with different homework assignments, 16, 17 years old, they're able to drive themselves to the library. Absolutely. Is there help available for that age group of high schoolers? We have, yes, 
one, they can come into the library, you're right, as long as they're over uh, 12 years of age, uh, they're able to come after school and, and use our facilities and find good space for them, um, you know, that they can study and do things. But they also have a lot of online resources at the library where they can get uh, they can do test prep, they can prepare for uh, science projects, whatever they need. We have online and in a great nonfiction section in our libraries to help them with homework. And of course, there are multiple library branches across Rutherford County, but the one that's downtown Murfreesboro, the Lime Ball, uh, that's the one that's been here the longest, I, I guess, originally, well, not originally, but before its current location yes. it was located where the center for the arts is yes that's correct that's where my mother worked by ah, the way a lot, yeah. of, lot of history a lot there. of history there yes so also with summer reading now being behind us uh, or I guess it's officially behind us how did those numbers look as far as the number of kids who came in and, and read throughout the summer we were very pleased this year we feel like now we have finally gotten up you know across our system to pre-pandemic numbers were back people are back in the library children were back the programming numbers were great i think at lineball they read over 91,000 minutes wow. um yeah for for their books a lot of books thousands of books were read we had i believe over right at 2000 over 2000 finished our program at lineball so we were very pleased and that's a lot of reading it is a lot of reading and that's what we like to see we love to see the kids reading what, what was the biggest age group that got involved in the summer reading this year uh so a lot of times for summer reading we, of course we have parents that read to preschoolers and that of, of course prepares them for uh preschool prepares them for schooling gets you know vocabulary in their minds those are great uh, ages to always start reading from the very beginning helps your child but a lot of our uh, elementary age uh, children participate that's our biggest chunk because one of the purposes of summer reading is to keep that summer slide from happening so they're keeping their reading up they're you know engaging their minds throughout the summer and that helps them when they go back to school again carol gaddis with us this morning and she is the library manager at lime ball you've been in the library system for years though uh yes yeah i have i well i think it's just really because of my mother i grew up with the library was always at at lime ball when i was a child um and then um worked in libraries over the years when i was overseas and then came back here and have been at Lineball now for 11 years. Now, you've got an interesting background because you have worked in libraries in other countries. I have. What is that like compared to libraries here in the U.S.? Uh, it's different because there is not a an understanding of the public library in many countries like we have here. Uh, you cannot just check out books and take them home uh, because a lot of times they don't return. So you, people come to libraries, they stay in libraries in many countries. They don't necessarily get to use the materials and take them out with them. That's fascinating. So the, li the traditional library, at least what we think of the traditional library, it's really an American thing. I think I'm sure in um, Europe, I'm sure has they're very much into public libraries as well. But we, yes, have a distinction there with the ability for people to take materials home and use them and then bring them back. That's fascinating. I, I know in a lot of other countries, buildings and places that 
you know, we pass by every day here without giving a second thought to are, are armed with guards out front. Is it like that in some countries where you have worked? Some. I mean, yes, you have security uh, in many places. When I went to the Alexandria Library in Egypt, uh, it is definitely guarded, well guarded, and materials do not leave that place, and you have to check your backpacks and leave things. You can only take a little bit into the library. I guess some of the most valuable information is often found within the walls of a library. Yes, absolutely. And that's got to be true elsewhere as, as well. It is. It is. But of course, now that you have the online resources that we're uh, that are available you can do things from home now and search things through your local library but online which is which is very helpful now what other things locally involve this whole back to school transition when it comes to reading and students using the library system so one of the the things that we have as i said we have uh tutoring space but we also have meeting rooms in several of our branches and so um, tutors other groups uh, even teachers groups they reserve those rooms and can use them for their purposes for uh, meetings and things like that for helping students uh, of course those meeting rooms are open to the public for everyone to use and tonight we have in our conference room at Lineball we have a speaker uh, Jim Ryan who's going to be doing a talk on the eight characteristics of happy people so those rooms are widely used and uh, we have all kinds of groups that meet in them I know you have guest speakers at the library often you know everyone from authors to people talking about uh, you know, gardening. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you've just got a wide variety of guest speakers. We do. And we have so many groups that, you know, we don't just have book groups at libraries. Uh, we have most of our branches now do have book groups. So I encourage you to go online and, and look uh, for those if you would like to be involved in a book group. But we have so many groups like the gardening group, the Rutherford County Extension does, the Master Gardeners every the first Saturday of every month at Lime Ball at 9 a.m., they have a series of, about gardening, and people really love that. And they also have a podcast that we put on our website for them as well. Now, I know, I think it was a couple of months ago, the American Library Association, or, or whatever the name of that national organization is, it is. sent out a, a warning or a statement to libraries across the country and to media outlets as well, talking about how violence or threats of violence will not be condoned at all at any library and uh, you know it's going to be investigated to the full extent of the law if that does occur and i know it has occurred at some libraries but have we had any threats of violence or anything like that locally absolutely not no we I, have not thank I, goodness I, I would imagine that's not the case for bigger cities right yeah we i mean our library system is very well supported by our communities and they encourage us so we have not had any issues now uh, have you heard of any recent talks of library expansion because Lineball is kind of landlocked or building locked into place um, but I, I know there is going to be a growing need because we are growing as a community. I think we're past the need. We know it's we know it's there because the community is so spread out from what it was even 10 or 20 years ago. Uh, so the need is there. Uh, that is an area where I don't have the final say, and I'd let you talk to my boss about that. But um, I do know that you know, people are looking at that. What does that mean? I have no idea. I don't know what it means for Lineball. I mean, we've been here a long time. 
uh, we're kind of centralized, but there is a need to be out in communities more. And so I do think that is the way of the future. There's a lot of cities out there where they have multiple branches all throughout the city. They just have a little bit smaller branches all right. throughout the city. And, and even there's some areas where there's more rural space. And because of how rural some areas are, they'll have libraries spread out over you know, the, the entire county, mm-hmm. which we have to some extent, just not multiple libraries in each city. Right. And I think the issue in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County in general is traffic. You know, driving, for instance, from uh, South Church downtown is, you know, can be take a long time, much longer than people want. And so to have something in that area or from coming from the Blackman area or from the Seagull area, those parts of town to get to a centralized library is becoming more and more difficult. It couldn't be more true. I, I know if you're over there around the Blackman area, let's say Blackman High School to downtown Murfreesboro, if you're driving during peak traffic times, it could actually take an hour to get from Blackman to downtown yep. Murfreesboro. Yep. Especially when you hit those lights. <laughs> yeah, it, it, It's wild how much the city has grown it and is. the county has grown. It too. is. Are you seeing more and more new faces, you know, as people move into our community, coming here for the first time to get a library card? Absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you almost weekly. I get people from all over the place. I had somebody, especially because a lot of times, not just they're getting library cards, but they're also having uh, documents notarized. And so we'll, you know, we'll say, oh, what are you doing here? And then, well, we just moved. So we've had people from Pennsylvania, from California, from Illinois. I've just seen them from all over coming in. And they're very happy here. They really like it. There's a huge variety of services offered at our library system, many of which people probably don't know about. In fact, you've got one location where you can actually do 3D printing. You can record a podcast. I mean, there's just so many things available within the library. Yeah, there are. And I'm going to just list a few because we have so many. I gave uh, Scott a huge list, but... Uh, Some of the things I did want to highlight, and I mentioned one, is the notary publics. All of our library branches in Rutherford County Library System have staff that serve as notary publics, and we do it as a free service. And it's about the only place in town that you can get items notarized, and especially for free. So uh, that's one of our huge services. Uh, We also do things like... um, Test proctoring. If you're studying and you need to take a test online, you can call and make an appointment at some of our branches and they will proctor your test. We have boating exams that they'll also uh, watch and proctor. Um, We have all of our branches have faxing, copying, scanning abilities. So, you know, if you need documents scanned or sent in faxes, we have those. Uh, we have, like you said, the recording studios at the Tech and at MGL in Patterson Community Center. We have at that branch also a recording studio. People use those for podcasting, for doing music, all kinds of things. And we're open seven days a week. You'll Not all of our branches are, but you'll find our branches. Limeball is one uh, that's open seven days a week and on weekends. So make the library a weekend habit. You know, come in. And we're open from uh, 9 to 9 at Lineball on Monday through Thursday and in Smyrna from 9 to 8. So long hours come after work. We have curbside pickup at Smyrna and Lineball so you can put items on hold and come pick them up. So in order to put an item on hold and come and pick up, do you 
or can you call that item in say you know hey i'm looking for such and such book do you have it okay i'll come pick it up absolutely or you can download our rutherford county library system app and search the catalog that way log in with your library card number and place a hold online and you know you'll get a pop-up notification when it's in Cool. Again, Carol Gaddis with us this morning with the Lime Ball Library, and the Lime Ball is the location at the corner of South Church and Vine Streets in downtown Murfreesboro. Now, Carol, you also, and I know we talked about this before on the air, but you recently wrote a book. I did. Yes, I have several books. Uh, the last one that was published is called uh, When Doors Close and navigating change in cross-cultural service because I served as a missionary overseas for 20 years. And so I'm now writing to help the new generation. And I have a new book coming out very soon. It's at the printers now uh, that's called Not in Kansas Anymore. And that is Finding Home in Cross-Cultural Service. So those are some of my books. That's pretty cool. And because of your experience, your background, I bet you're better able to help some of those who come to the library, and I'm sure there's books on writing books as well. Absolutely. We have a lot of good books for writers, and we have you know magazines as well that they can look at. And we also have local authors that come to the library every month for signing. They do it at Lineball. They've done it at Smyrna as well. Uh, we love to support writers at the library, so they come and they do special events. Smyrna is, the Friends of Smyrna is going to be hosting a special author event in the fall that they're looking forward to. Hey, I know in the past some of the guest speakers have highlighted the art of storytelling, and I don't know if they also held creative writing classes, but are any events like that coming up? Uh, we have a writer's group that meets every Wednesday at Lineball. Um, it's the Murfreesboro Writer's Group that meets at 6 o'clock. And anyone's invited to come and uh, attend that. If you're interested in writing and want to write or would just like some feedback for your writing, that's a great group to come. We've had the MTSU storytellers come and do events, usually during the school year. Uh, during the semester, they'll come and do some storytelling at the library, uh, and people can sit in on those. They're always fun to listen to. Again, Carol Gaddis with us this morning. We are going to take a short break, and then we will be right back to learn more about different services within the Lineball Library and the Rutherford County Library System. Time right now is 840. Make sure you stay with us. Again, more to come. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ann Kimmel, and I'd like to tell you about Adam's Place. People are very friendly. I play cards almost every day. There's music, movies. Adam's Place makes it really, really easy. You don't have to cook. You don't have to clean your apartment. You can do whatever you want to do. There's somebody to take you places. I love Adam's Place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adam's Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.40 again this morning, talking about the Limeball Library and also the Rutherford County Library System. Carol Gaddis with us this morning, and she is with the Limeball Library location. 
There's also another event that I don't think we highlighted yet that is right around the corner. There is. We have, uh, again, with the Rutherford County Extension, we offered this last year. It's called Shop, Cook, and Eat Within Your Budget. And I don't know a better time to be talking about that, uh, how to shop well, how to get things within, you know, but with budget constraints that we have right now and with inflation. And that's going to be beginning in September. It's going to be every Sunday beginning September 11th for four weeks. So you come and you enjoy a session every uh, Sunday at two o'clock in the library in the line ball conference room. And it's a great series. They offer some tips about cooking. Um, they give some free prizes and things like that. So it's a great event. Again, all of these events you can learn more about through the Rutherford County Library System website, which is, what is it? RCLSTN.org. Easy enough. And again, what else uh, is going on? Because I I know, well, the no fine issue is good. No fines for overdue books. We do want to remind people of that, that as of July 1st, we went fine free. That means we have no overdues on items brought back in. Uh, Of course, this does not... um, count for things that are uh, have a fee like our hot spots that are checked out and they have a data fee so you still have to pay those but any item that you check out of the library uh, does not have overdue fines and we now have uh, two renewals on our items so if there's no hold on that item it will automatically renew twice for you so you actually can have it for almost six weeks it's pretty cool that you can rent an internet hotspot because it's great for, you know, camping, vacations, whatever you need it for. Yeah, they're great. And it's very low cost. It's $5 for the week. Oh, that's like nothing then. Yeah. Carol Gaddis with us this morning with the local library. And what were some of the other things that we needed to highlight as we close this So morning? as we look towards September, September is library card sign-up month. And... um I think today, as we've talked about all the things that the library has to offer, I want people to realize the value of having a library card, Uh, not just great materials, free materials. Uh, Remember, a lot of those uh, people that are buying uh, digital books, e-books, e-audio, you can get them free with your library card on our Hoopla and Libby apps. And also, your library card just opens up a world of information and resources that are available for you. So we encourage everybody to sign up for a Rutherford County Library card, and that is good at any branch of our Rutherford County Library system. Can you sign up for the library card online, or do you need to come in person? So we have two kinds. We have an e-card that you can sign up online. And that is good for any digital item, any online searches. If you're doing homework from home and you use our online resources, that is what the e-card is for. But then if you want a full service card, we call it, you'll need to come into one of our local branches and sign up for one of those for free. Now, is there anything we left out before we head to the next segment? Just want to re-highlight that tonight at 7 o'clock, Jim Ryan will be speaking at Lineball on the 8th characteristics of happy people that, that sounds like a good topic it does we need to be happy today we do because i think a lot of people almost forgot how to be throughout the whole stress of COVID. yes it's a good time to focus on the good things so that is tonight, tonight at lime ball at, at seven o'clock seven o'clock so once you get inside the library where do we go you just go upstairs to the second floor turn left and you'll be in the conference room okay so happy people tonight the Absolutely. lime ball library Thank sounds you, Scott. great 
Thanks a lot. Again, Carol Gaddis with us this morning. And after this short break, we're going to learn more about the library, find out more about youth services offered and different things going on within the library system. That all comes your way in just a minute. Time right now, 845. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hello from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. Nashville Public Library Director Kent Oliver has retired from his post after a decade. Under his leadership, the library has taken a stance as a beacon for intellectual freedom by challenging state and nationwide efforts to ban books. Oliver's decision to step down comes after 51 years of working in public libraries. He has led public libraries in Kansas, Missouri, and Ohio. He is a three-time president of the Freedom to Read Foundation and previously chaired the Intellectual Freedom Committee of the American Library Association. His writings on intellectual freedom and the First Amendment have appeared in numerous publications. A replacement has not been named, however the position is being filled in the interim by Assistant Director Terry Loop. Secretary of State Trey Hargett has announced James Ritter as the next Tennessee State Librarian and Archivist. The State Librarian and Archivist directs operations at the Tennessee State Library and Archives, a division of the Department of State. To preserve Tennessee's history for current and future generations, the Library and Archives collects and preserves books, records, and other documents of historical and reference value, focusing on items about Tennessee and Tennesseans. Ritter, who served as the State Librarian of Maine for the last eight years, started his new position on July 25th. Now let's hear from Limeball Youth Services. Board. Now boarding for flight 105. Now boarding? Katie, where are we going? We're going around the world, Emily. This year's story times at Lineball Library will take us around the globe to visit countries from every continent. Get your passports ready and luggage packed as we get ready to kick off the fall story time season on Tuesday, September 6th. We'll be returning to our regular schedule of story times for all ages on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and for our itty bitty story times on Thursdays at 10 a.m. I'm excited for the story time theme. I can't wait to read all the folk tales from different countries. We return to our regular schedule of club meetings after Labor Day as well. The Reading Pause program is every first and third Monday of the month. Sign up your child to read to Golden Retriever Stevie or Rough Collie General. They are very supportive listeners. The Youth Creative Writing Club will meet again every first and third Tuesday starting September 6th at 4 p.m. 6th, 7th, and 8th graders can practice and share their writing in an encouraging and positive environment while also learning about the different creative writing outlets and their foundations. And Girls Who Code Club meetings will resume weekly on Thursdays at 4 p.m. for 3rd to 5th graders. Girls Who Code is presented as a book club and is open to all kids who are interested in STEM topics and computational logic. 
We had a blast last year navigating the library like robots, creating app layouts, and designing drones to do our household chores. For our tweens and teens, the next meeting of the Teen Book Club will be Saturday, August 27th at 2 p.m. This month's book is any young adult fiction, Reader's Choice. In September, on Saturday the 17th at 2 p.m., we'll be doing an afternoon of tie-dye. Please bring your own item to tie-dye. T-shirts, bandanas, you choose. And the library will provide the rest of the supplies. Coming soon in August, we also have a special sensory evening planned for children with sensory processing issues on Tuesday, August 23rd at 7 p.m. Love Learning Music will be with us to provide an evening of low-stimulation music activities and to talk with families about music therapy resources in our community. For more information on any of Limeball Library's programs, please contact 615-893-4131, extension 114, visit our youth services page at rclstn.org, or follow us for all of our events on the RCLS Facebook page. We hope to see you soon at Lineball. Hello, my name is Antoinette Van Zelm, and I would like to invite you to become a member of the Friends of Linebaugh Library. The Friends supports our local libraries by sponsoring programming, helping with the purchase of equipment and technology, and recognizing the staff for a job well done. To join Friends, email us at follintheborough at gmail.com, or simply come by Linebaugh, Myrtle Glanton Lord Library at Patterson Park, or the Technology Engagement Center to get a membership brochure. We look forward to your support. Thank you. A quick note from the Historic Research Center, the newest relocated branch of the Rutherford County Library System. It's inside the Rutherford County Archives at 435 Rice Street in Murfreesboro. The Genealogy Group meets on the fourth Thursday of each month, except for November and December, and the HRC staff is working on their collection of local high school yearbooks. They've had good luck with several large donations this year from Eagleville, Riverdale, and Siegel High Schools, but need more from Blackman and Stewart's Creek specifically. Please contact HRC at rclstn.org if you can assist them with this growing local collection. Hey. Hello. Talking to you. I bet you think that if you don't have a library card, you can't come to library events. I bet you also think that if you owe fines, you shouldn't darken the door of our libraries. And you know what I have to say to that? Wrong. You don't need to be fine-free or have a card to enjoy any of our library's events, and we can give you a card when you get here if you want one. Many of our services are also free. It's your library, in your community, in your county, and the vast majority of what we do is free and open to the public. And you're the public. So please, come in and check us out. The Smyrna Public Library is grateful for the generous sponsor, Love It Realty in Smyrna, for supporting the Smyrna Public Library Storybook Walk for this month. Visitors can now enjoy reading the storybook, Can I Set With You?, by Sarah Jacoby. So make plans today to bring your young children and friends to enjoy the Smyrna Public Library Storybook Walk, located on the Outdoor Greenway Trail. 
encircling the Smyrna Public Library building at 400 Enon Springs Road West in Smyrna. The Storybook Walk is open to the public every day during daylight hours. Children working on their reading skills can sit and read to a certified Music City Pet Partners therapy dog, Maggie. Participation is free, but registration is required for this unique program. Each child's reading session with, with Maggie is scheduled for 10 minutes. Maggie the Therapy Dog visits the Smyrna Public Library on the first and third Thursday afternoon for each month from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Call 615-459-4884 or email smyrnays at rclstn.org today to register your children for the opportunity to read to Maggie the Therapy Dog. Join Miss Nicole for Silly Song and Dance every Monday and Tuesday at 10 a.m. at Smyrna Public Library. This is an exciting high-energy program for all ages. Our songs are geared for toddlers and preschoolers to stretch, dance, and sing. We will learn about shapes, colors, letters, and numbers while singing and dancing. Adult participation is encouraged. Families with young children will enjoy winding down for the night on Thursdays at the Smyrna Public Library as we host Pajama Storytime at 6 p.m. Children may wear their pajamas and even bring their favorite stuffed animal friend to hear a story and relax for the evening. Make plans now to join us at the Smyrna Public Library for Pajama Storytime on Thursdays at 6 p.m. We look forward to seeing you. Hi there, it's Kathleen from the Technology Engagement Center. We're located at 306 Minerva Drive in Murfreesboro, right next to Hobgood Elementary School. The Tech's Afternoon Storytime will resume in September. Visit us on Mondays at 4 o'clock. We'll be reading stories and making crafts that teach about science, technology, art, nature, and more. Computer classes have begun again at both the Tech and Smyrna Public Library. Learn about podcasting, get in tune with your smartphone, or just pick up on computer basics. Visit the library's program calendar for details. Did you enjoy Science on the Patio this summer? Then you are in luck. We've got two spin-off programs beginning in September, Tiny Tech and Tinker Tech. Both focus on STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math, and the scientific method. Tiny Tech is for the pre-K crowd, and Tinker Tech aims a little older. Hey homeschoolers, stop on by and see us. But all are welcome at both programs. Watch the library website and social media for details. As always, these library events are free and open to the public. Girls Who Code for 6th through 8th graders will be starting up just after Labor Day at the Tech. We will meet on Wednesdays. Email info-tech at rclstn.org for information about registration. Also, mark your calendar. Girls Who Code Hackathon will be on Saturday, November 16th. The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, the Technology Engagement Center, and the newly opened Historical Research Center. And remember, all RCLS events are free and open to the public unless otherwise stated.
Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. For a list of all the events you heard here today and more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org.